welcome to the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. This podcast is for you, the busy business owner or executive looking to create generational wealth. Here, we're going to show you how to do that through real estate investing, from multifamily to industrial and everything in between. You will become a real estate investing expert. And now, here's your host, Michael Holman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. As always, I'm your host, Michael Holman, and we have an amazing show today. Our guest, George Abrehu, uh, he, he likes, he's even given me permission to say Abru, but uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly through this whole thing. He is awesome, right? He's the, one of the things that, that I loved about this conversation with George is there's so many little things that if you're just paying attention that you can pick up on through this conversation, just about his mindset and what he's doing. And I love that even through this, right, he's not, he's not super aggressive, uh, but he has been killing it. He's been doing so much in the real estate space. He has a, a wealth of knowledge and you need listen into this because he's got so much good information uh, to take from and all these little nuggets. And it's almost like you just, you have to be paying attention, right? Cause he doesn't come out and just say it, you know, but, but he'll allude to it or he'll make, you know, he'll make this little comment and it's fantastic. I love it. I love it when you have to go searching through it. So this is going to be a good one. You'll want to listen to this. That being said, we've had so many amazing guests and we have so many people listening to this show time and time and time and time again. Uh, our, our, you know, our listens are just going through the roof right now, which we're really excited about. If you're liking the show, go ahead and hit subscribe and do me a favor, right? Go ahead and leave us a rating and review. That would really help us out. We really appreciate it. That's going to get the show to more people and it's going to allow more people to hear our conversations with people like George, who've done amazing things. They're trying to get to 10,000 apartment units under management uh, in the near future. Just amazing. So go ahead, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review. Uh, really appreciate it. Also check out the website, executivereishow.com. Check out all the old episodes. You sign up for the newsletter ask an executive question, whatever the case may be, you can find it on executivereishow.com. And as always, we're going to start today's show with the executive tip. And today's executive tip, I'm actually going to piggyback off of something George said and mentioned, and he's going to get into this more. But the executive tip for today is to be confident in yourself, in your abilities and what you do. You know, that is one of the most important things I think in business and being confident uh, means different things for different people, right? Sometimes when we think of confident people, we think of, we think of people who are maybe a little bit arrogant, but that's not what this means, right? You can be extremely confident in yourself uh, and, and in your abilities. And I think what that means is that means trusting the decisions and the actions that you're taking are going to lead you to the right solution. And if they don't, it's being confident that you'll be able to pivot and you know how to get to a right solution. So today's executive tip, be confident in yourself, in your abilities. And with that, I'm not going to delay any longer. We're going to get right in to today's episode with George. It's fantastic. And you're going to want to listen to this one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. We have a fantastic guest with us 
today. And I am going to pause before I say his name because we, we were just talking about it. And he has like, he's been called everything. Apparently there's a couple of baseball players though that have helped him out. So George, you're going to correct me if I'm wrong or if I say it wrong here, but we now have with us George Abreu. You nailed it, man. Yeah. All right. Look yeah, at that. He gave me permission to say Abreu, but I just, I feel bad. You can't invite someone onto your podcast and call him by the wrong name the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny part is I'm having you call me George, but, but you nailed the Spanish last name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, well, I'll, I'll take it, George. And uh, thanks for coming on today. We're really excited to have you. You have been what feels like everywhere. I mean, every time I turn around, whether it's social media or I'm talking to somebody, it feels like your name seems to come up. Every event that I get invited to, I see you on the guest list. I have yet to go to a lot of these events just because it's been a crazy year. And I know it's been a crazy year for you too. Uh, but I'm really excited that we now get to now get to hook up and have this conversation. So once again, thank you for joining. And just so all our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, George, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Absolutely, man. So um, I am a real estate investor. Been one full time for about 15 years now. Um, done everything from single family, single family wholesales, single family rentals, fix and flips, um, ground up. Then jumped into small multifamily, same thing, um, flipped them, owned existing, built ground up. And um, what I 100% focus on now is large multifamily, 100 plus units. I've um, been doing that for, that's been my main focus for about four years now. Um, I am closing this year out with a little bit over 5,800 units that I've acquired. Uh, we did sell some this year. Uh, awesome. So yeah, assets under management, I believe is somewhere in the high 4,000 units wise. That is fantastic. No, that's, and like I said, you, you've been everywhere. It sounds like this has been a, a big year for you. Uh, how has 2021 treated you? How's it gone for you in this, in this regards? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a great year. So obviously last year was difficult. Um, and <laughs> went into last year with, with a lot of, uh, traction and, and momentum. Um, and then I felt like I just got uppercutted. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, we, I took a lot of time, uh, that I couldn't close on deals. I was working on systems and the team and, and just perfecting all of that. And it really started paying off towards the end of last year and then rolled right into, um, 2021. And, um, man, it's been, it's been crazy. You know, we closed on, it's going to be 16 properties total. Um, so it's, it's been nonstop. It's been fun. Yeah, no, I, I bet it sounds it just sounds crazy. That's the thing that it keeps coming to my mind, right? With, with how much you have going on and how much you're doing. Uh, it just sounds, it just sounds crazy. And I love it. So one of the things that you kind of mentioned uh, that was really interesting that I want to take just a second and ask about, you, you talked about, Hey, getting the people and the systems in place um, and taking a step back and that kind of pay dividends. What are, what are some of those systems that you implemented or, or who are the people that you got that you felt really helped grow your business? Yeah. So, um, 
some of the systems having to do with with acquisitions for sure um uh, creating our specific criteria of what we're looking for and then um you know what exactly we're looking for on the front end when when so not only do i have brokers that bring us deals but i also have um other investors that that bring us deals to to help them close on it and uh, pretty much run the deal and you know that way they get to um get their name on some deals and also learn and and uh, participate um so with that said it's it's easier said than done right you know i i get stuff <laughs> thrown at me left and right uh so there, there has to be a certain system in place to be able to funnel that and and put the focus towards the good deals and the ones that fit what we're what we're going after um on the equity side you know we we made a lot of uh automations and and uh same thing with crm and and our investor portal um and then with asset management same thing right um the really zoning in on the kpis we're looking for and and how we track those on a, on a weekly basis and then how we communicate with our investors um we pretty much do everything out of our investor portal now which is great you know makes it uh, a lot easier to to communicate with the investors um and then bringing on the team members like you said you know uh we just brought on a full-time analyst and um looks like we're going to be bringing somebody on for acquisitions here soon and then probably investor relations is next so cool kind of tackling all those bottlenecks before they become bottlenecks um, <laughs> as we grow yeah. yeah no i i completely understand and and the things that you had mentioned i mean uh all of those things right are so important important as a real estate investor uh especially as a general sponsor right and as a general partner throughout this you have to have all of those things in place uh, and one of the things that kind of caught my attention as you were going through all this, right, is, is KPIs and metrics. And one of the things, one of the questions that I get asked all the time, not only in this podcast, but even with uh, investors outside of this show is, you know, what, especially new investors, what can I expect when investing in real estate? And I know, I believe you focus specifically on multifamily. Uh, when you get asked that question, what's your answer? What can I expect investing yeah, in real estate? Exactly. Um, what what kind of returns can I expect when I when I invest in real estate? Gotcha. So I mean, there's a couple of different things there. Uh, usually, I start off by by explaining some of the tax benefits, um, and obviously I tell them to get with their CPA and, and, and see how much of that they can take advantage of. But, you know, I think that's, I think that's huge and that's not even getting to the returns yet, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, I explained to them how we do our distributions. You know, we have quarterly distributions, um, cash on cash, depending on, on the type of deal. So we're pretty, yes, we focus on multifamily, but we're pretty diverse within multifamily. So, you know, we've got, got our, our class A, our class B, our class C's. Um, we do some ground up stuff as well. So all of those have different metrics on, on returns, mainly some you're going to get more cash flow on, some you're going to get 
bigger returns, but less cash flow um, is essentially what it comes down to. Um, you know, explain to them how how we as deal sponsors communicate with our investors and um, kind of walk them through the expectations on on that end. That's that's fantastic, and I and I love to hear that. Uh, you know, I play I play almost exclusively in that in that new development sandbox. Um, and so this is a conversation I have all the time, right? Is that balance between, hey, depending on what you're getting, it's cash flow versus return, right? Like new development, for example, uh, you know, when we're doing 200, 300 unit ground up developments, it's like, look, you're, there's no cash flow right. for two to three years because we just got to build the thing, <laughs> you know, we got to build it, we got to lease it up. But at the end of the day, you know, it might be worth 40 or 50% more than what we originally built it for. Correct. Yeah, so the your total return should be larger on a on a development project versus, you know, the cash flow aspect of it. Exactly. Well, and and one of the things, right? I mean, if you're if you're not watching this on YouTube, maybe you're listening to it. Uh, what I'm looking at behind George here is he's got his his companies, right? Elevate Com Commercial Investment Group and JNT Construction, and I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, both of those and how they work together because. George, you are one, we, we also are vertically integrated, right? We do development, construction, management, and you are one of the very few people uh, that I have ever brought on this show that has both of those components, right? You have the investment group and you have the construction side. What led you to do both of the sides of those? Yeah, you know, I think, so it started because of single family. So I, I was scaling single family. I was doing high volume and the bottleneck I ran into were the contractors. I, I couldn't find enough good contractors. We got burned a few times. Um, and that's when I decided to open the construction company was to be able to scale the single family. And then when I made that transition over to multifamily, um, still had the construction company, obviously, but uh, I noticed not a lot of multifamily investors had that and and they were really relying on their their property manager mm -hmm. um to do a lot of this and they were their expectations were not being met because you know they're putting a lot onto a property manager not a construction company yep. um to be able to handle both aspects um and you know right away i, I noticed that okay you know i can bringing the construction company, um, it, it's going to be a game changer and it, it's definitely helped out. Um, I get what the, why a lot of companies kind of start with investors, multifamily investors. I guess the first bottleneck they run into is more of the management, right? And mm -hmm. they don't really think of the CapEx, but when what we're mainly doing is value-add deals, I mean, the CapEx is pretty darn important. Um, so... Yeah, man. I think it's, it's, it's worked out great. I love it. I love it. And, and I just have to ask, right. Uh, some of your deals that I've seen have been pretty big. So what just random side question, what is the biggest CapEx project you've ever, you've ever had to do today? Um, be 10 million. But we've got one lined up for next year. That's uh, 24. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. George, that's like a, that's like a new development. <laughs> it's pretty much, I mean, it's a, it's a massive property, but yeah, it's a, I was going to say, eight, you might as well just tear it down a, and build it back up. It's an 850 <laughs> unit. Oh, wow. That is and, uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. 24. I, I just barely built a 116 unit project for 25 million. Uh, I couldn't do that nowadays, but uh, yeah. when we, when we locked in the contracts two years ago, we could do it. Uh, so your, your, your CapEx budget is what my, uh, what my new development budget was on that recent project. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 And then this is, you know, I'm answering renovation wise, CapEx wise. Yeah. Like not even including the, the new development. Yeah. I was going to say, that's just, that's just CapEx. That is well, 850 units is awesome. Uh, really excited for you. Really excited about what's going on. Um, you know, how do you find balancing? Do you find that you have to split your time between the two of these two of these groups a lot? I mean, this is something. So, I, I let me preface this question by saying a lot of our listeners are dealing with this same type of situation, right? They're growing companies, uh, they're building companies, they're adding pieces and different verticals to their company. And one of the questions that often comes up is, you know how do I, how do I deal with these two different companies that both feel like they require all of my attention in order to be able to scale? How, how have you managed to kind of balance having both of those? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's not easy. Right. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest to anybody to, to think right off the bat, okay, you know, I'm going to go into multifamily. I'm going to start my syndication investment company, whatever you want to call it. And then I'm also going to do construction in-house and I'm also going to do property management in-house um, because then you're literally starting three companies. Yeah. However you look at it, it's, <laughs> even if you, you know, you brand them all the same and you don't do any third-party work and it's just all in-house, it's still three different companies. Um, so it, it worked for me because at the time that, you know, one, I had already established an investment company, but even changing that over to multifamily, it was kind of starting from, from scratch in a sense. Um, but the construction company wasn't, you know, the construction company, I, I had the team, uh, we had already started doing multifamily re- renovations and, and some commercial work, and we were getting more focused on that end. So it wasn't like I was starting that from scratch. Um, it was more of just a little transition. Um, so I was able to do it and I was able to f- focus more on the investment company and, and building out the team there. And now that I've got that, it's, I can, you know, equally bounce around and, and, um, I'm not going too nuts. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Not, not too nuts, just a little nuts. Yeah. Right. And I've seen, I've seen all the traveling and heard about all the traveling you've been doing. You're going nuts, but in a good way, in a very good way. Well, yeah. I love that that's that natural progression. Cause sometimes, right. As we get going and we want to build these businesses, we get so excited and we just try and do everything all at once. Right. And we get a little impatient before we actually get really, really good at something. And, uh, and I love yeah, that you kind of point thing out first, man. That's, that's what I always tell people focus, conquer it, um, same thing with, with different, uh, aspects of, of, or different real estate classes, right? Like don't try to do a storage, a mobile home park, a industrial and a multifamily and like 
conquer one man and then and then you can get more diverse yeah i love it well that perfect transition we've been talking about multifamily. are you exclusively investing in multifamily right now Mm, it's definitely the majority but no i mean i i I've been doing crypto for, for a while, cryptocurrency. I, I just invest, invested in a Bitcoin mining fund. Um, uh, what else? Uh, you know, I've got some other investments here and there, but definitely majority is multifamily real estate. Perfect. Do you do any other asset classes within real estate right now? Uh, on the new development yeah, you know, um, but even then, it's it's going to be a mixed use where where multifamily's the main component. Yeah, um, makes sense. But but no, right now I'm not. I've, I've looked at storage quite a bit. I, I've got one that I keep putting off, and I probably need to, to go off. <laughs> <laughs> it's right by my house, man, and. and um, <laughs> You know, I've got a good plan where I can buy land and the storage and kind of just build more storage. Yeah. Um, I just, somebody else is going to jump on it by the time I get on it. But. <laughs> I love it. Well, then that, that begs the question, right? And, and maybe it's part of more of these natural progressions that you've had throughout your career, but why multifamily? Why, why is that the asset class of choice for you? Um, you know, to me, uh, it, it's the one that, that felt the, the safest. Um, you know, I, I was in real estate before 2006 and the whole burst of the bubble in, in 08. Um, so I've seen a recession and I look back and I look at that and I noticed that multifamily was not nearly as affected as some other classes. Um, then going back right now to COVID, kind of the same story. You know, you had some other ones that that did well, but um, it's just people are always going to need somewhere to live, right? And and the way things are going, it's only with um, single family pricing getting so high. I mean, it's just only attracting more people to having to rent versus buy. Um, so to me, it, it's it's a safer bet that still has much better returns that you can get elsewhere. Yeah, no, I love it. And I, and I completely agree. That's one of the things um, that, that, you know, I know we love about multifamily as well um, is because, you know, it's, it, you said it exactly. I mean, when you boil it down to its simplest form, uh, everybody needs a place to live. Right. And all the things that you had mentioned and said, all go into that. And you can get a lot more sophisticated than that on why mm -hmm. all of those levers and why all those things are happening. Um, but I, you said it perfectly, I believe in, in the most simplest form, right? It's just, look, people need a place to live. Stuff's getting expensive. And when it gets expensive, you, you got to rent. If you can't buy, if a house that, that was $300,000 two years ago is now $600,000, uh, you know, that can be a really difficult uh, transition to make to go buy that $600,000 house. And, and so I love what you're saying. And I love the simplicity of, of how you phrase that in your, uh, you know, I feel like it's just so relatable to everybody, whether, whether you're a seasoned 
you know, real estate investor, or you're brand new and you've never invested in real estate ever. Uh, one of the things to tack onto that too, is you can even just look at lenders, right? Lenders on multifamily. Uh, they love are, it. They love it. I mean, there's yeah. not, I, I've talked to hundreds of lenders, right? And I deal with lenders all the time. That's one of the main things that I do at my company. And uh, they love multifamily. Everybody wants to be in multifamily. Everybody, all of them view multifamily as a safe bet. They'll give you more money in multifamily than they'll give you for, you know, a hotel, which, yep. you know, or, or just about any other asset class out there. 80, 87% um, wow. LTC about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's nuts. And, and it's because the lenders are looking at it saying, look, we, we believe that it's going to be, you know, good now and in the future. And that's why they're willing to do it. Right. Yep. Well, I, I love it. That, I think that's one of the, the, I try to keep it simple, man. I mean, hey, it's like, I love it. People try and make real estate investing sometimes too complicated. Right. I mean, in its simplest form, it's, it's very, very simple, whether it's value add or new development. Uh, and so I love the simplicity of that. George, uh, kind of just one of the other things that I know I wanted to get into, because I know you're really, really good at this. And we talked about it just a little bit at the beginning. And that is, that is the due diligence on the front end of a project, right? You, you talked about putting in systems in place to make sure the right deals are coming through the door. Uh, you're acquiring just gobs and gobs of properties right now. What are you, you know, what are you doing or what is your process through due diligence to make sure that you're getting the best properties out there and that are available to you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty extensive and it's, um, so the, the, the market we're in right now, um, you, you want to do your, your homework, right? You want to, you don't want to be buying you know, we're already all overpaying, right? If you want to look at it like that, know, <laughs> you know, it's what, what does that really mean? We're, we're paying a lot <laughs> in the market um, per door. And uh, you want to make sure there's no skeletons in, in the closet. You want to make sure that um, your assumptions and your projections are reachable and, and your assumptions are, are correct. So, I mean, even before we're putting something under contract, we're doing so much work on on these numbers we're not we're not going by any any of your typical rule of thumbs um on our performa everything is um as hard number as it can get um taxes insurance capex obviously um so that that's one right we don't want any surprises um and then we we do a lot of market research we <laughs> you'd be surprised on on how many like I mentioned before, I have a lot of investors that, that send me deals and, and they want to partner with me. And I love when I don't love it, but <laughs> when, when, you know, I ask them where they're getting their projections from um, and they tell me, well, the broker said this and it's like, oh, you mean the guy that's trying to sell this deal to make $200,000 just told you this? Okay. Oh, I, mean, I, love it. I, I like the brokers too, man, but <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to jump in there for a second and just say, I completely, completely understand. I, uh, it's so funny to me. You'll get a, you'll get, you know, a, an offering memorandum or something like that. 
And and naturally what's happened is you'll get you'll get the pro forma and there'll be all these little asterisks next to like three fourths of the numbers adjusted for market rate, adjusted yep. for market rate. Yep. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Man, it used to be like a little section of the next page would tell you all the assumptions. Man, I saw one the other day it was like two pages long of just their assumptions. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You're like, these aren't, these aren't, this has nothing to do with what the property has been doing for the last 12 months. Like this has absolutely nothing. That's hilarious. So yeah, I'm not sure if that completely answered your question on on the due diligence, but I mean, um, we spent a lot of time on the front end. I'll tell you that a a lot of time. No, I I love it. And that's one of the things that I think uh, trips people up a lot is, you know, sometimes when you get uh, new investors, whether they're passive or active investors, right? Even I get a lot of passive investors to say, what should I do? You know, how should I vet? I have these sponsors, I have these different things going on. And and how do I do my due diligence? How do I, how do I feel like I'm making a good investment without just closing my eyes and, you know, giving my money to someone and and hoping and praying a little bit. And, and that's, that's what I think you'd mentioned, right? Is not only one of the important aspects, right? Most let's talk about passive investors for just a second. Passive investors aren't doing all the due diligence that you're doing. And the thing that's important and to understand for, for those groups and those people who want to be passive investors, the due diligence really lies mostly for you in the sponsor, not necessarily in the deal, right? Because if you've got the sponsor and you can be comfortable with the sponsor, then you can be comfortable with the assumptions that they're making with the due diligence that they're doing. And that's the important aspect there. Oh, I agree, man. I mean, the, the reason it's passive is because you're trusting an operator, right? So you want to make sure that operator is vetted and, and you know, they've got a good track record and um, they have the tools to be successful. Um, I agree, man. I agree. Most of your time should be spent in vetting that, that deal sponsor. And then, you know, you should know enough to, to kind of catch some red flags on, on the deal itself. But um if you've done a good job vetting that that deal sponsor, then um, ultimately you're you should be able to trust them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, George, we're gonna end it. We we have two questions that we ask you know everyone who comes on the show. Uh, first question: What is the best business advice that you were ever given? Okay, that's a good question. So, not the best advice I have. The best business advice I've ever been given oh man clearly i haven't had enough uh business coaches or mentors. <laughs> um, and i know i've been given some man i think uh what sticks with me was to not not undervalue yourself um when when you're negotiating things when you're um figuring out the direction that your company's going um don't undervalue you, you know, and how you got to where you're at. Um, so I guess have confidence in yourself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, now I'm going to flip it on you and we're going to talk about that thing that you just mentioned, right? So what real estate investing advice would you give, you know, other business owners and other executives? Um, Real estate investing advice for the active investors? Is that active, passive, 
just what real estate investing advice do you have for the world that you feel like is valuable for people? Gotcha. I would say, um, and we talked about this earlier is, you know, you continue to ask me about multifamily and if there's other um, classes of real estate that I'm investing in. Um, I would say at first, you know, pick one, whatever it is, take the time to educate yourself on it. And this is whether you're passive or active, right? Um, if you're going to be active, obviously you need to really, really go deep into the operations of it and, and whatnot. But um, take the time to gain the knowledge. I, I, I see a lot of folks and I, and I think it's just the times we're in, they're, they're trying to skip that, that work. You know, it's, it's, you can't just skip all over all that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and if you do, you're, you, you're going to make some big mistakes probably. Um, so, you know, take the time to, to educate yourself, spend the money. I mean, there's a bunch of free education out there too. Um, and then once you've got that, I mean, go back to what I just said, right? Be confident in yourself at that point. If you've got the knowledge, now be confident and, and, and do it, take action. Um, you know, sitting on the sidelines doesn't do anything for you. Um, uh, I know people have been, I want to say maybe since 2016, I've been hearing, oh, we're at the top of the market. We're at the top of the market. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm you know, imagine that's uh, six years of, of essentially losing money because if, if you just had the money sitting in, in the banks, you're losing money with inflation. Absolutely. I think everybody's kind of understanding that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, man, take, take, make sure you take the action after you're, you're done. Well, you got to take action to get educated too. So yeah. I love it. Well, George, it's been fantastic. Uh, everybody who's been listening to this, I'm sure is gaining a lot of value. Uh, and, and the thing that I want to point out to everybody who's listened to this show uh, before we end here is the, the thing with, with George and how this conversation has gone is as you look at some of the little things that have been said and how they've been said, there's actually some amazing uh, little nuggets of knowledge, right? Uh, as far as, hey, keeping it simple, that, that was one of those things that at the very beginning, it just became very apparent, very obvious, right? That, that that's, that's one of the things don't that George does. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. So make sure you take in and, and, and listen to even some of the, the things that are being said and how they're being said, and you're going to gain just a ton of value. If you need to hit restart, go listen to it again. And be sure to catch George later on. George, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, man, best way is we're constantly updating our, our website. So elevatecig.com. Um, if they're seeing the video, I'm sure they can see it in the, in the background, but it's elevatecig.com. Um, if they shoot me an email and they tell me they, they heard me on here, um, I'll send them a, some free content. I've got um, all types of checklists and, and different stuff. And my emails. George, J-O-R-G-E at ElevateCIG.com. Fantastic. Well, if you want some free content, be sure to reach out, contact George. Uh, really appreciate him being so giving with all of that and, and being able to share the knowledge and the information that he's gained. George, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for listening to the Executive Real Estate Investing Show. Ready to learn more? Go to executivereishow.com for more episodes and resources to help you create generational wealth through real estate investing. That's executivereishow.com.